Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about the ox beetle. I'm so excited. You know I love beetles. I have two desert feigning beetles as pets, but I would love like a Hercules or ox beetle too. They're in the same group of rhinoceros beetles and are just so fun. That's not to say that the beetles I have aren't fun, because they definitely are, but these guys have like a different vibe. I do apologize for any background noise. Both dogs are in here with me today. The ox beetles are in the scarab beetle family and are native to like Mexico, Central America, and parts of the southern United States. So think from like Arizona to Georgia, like that whole band. This is the third scarab beetle that we've talked about. So let's pause here for just a second. There are about 30,000 species of scarab beetles. Now, scarab is not just another name for beetle. A scarab is a type of beetle. So it's sort of like how all thumbs are fingers, but not all fingers are thumbs. All scarabs are beetles, but not all beetles are scarabs. I didn't want kind of that misconception to go on since this is the third scarab beetle we've talked about. I didn't want it to be like, oh, scarabs are beetles because they're not. I mean, they are. Scarabs are beetles, but scarab isn't another word for beetle. As adults, the ox beetles are pretty small, maxing out at about an inch and a half. They are a reddish-brown or almost black color and look heavily armored. They look very tough. The males and females look quite different, with the males having large horns, which is where they get the name ox beetle. It also, you know, helps them look really scary. These horns, when on major males, are on their heads, with the center one being larger than the other two. Almost like a triceratops, you know how they had the three horns? It's the same thing. There's two on the side of their head and one kind of in the middle. These are used for fighting other males. And then the minor males have smaller horns that are used for digging. This major and minor males thing is something that happens in some species of beetles. It's basically like a juvenile male versus like an older male. So in November, the larvae will hatch, and they look like long C-shaped white worms. They're grubs. Um, They eat on plant roots and can create dead patches of grass and other plants. After about six months, the larvae will pupate and will eat fruits, flowers, and leaves. Um, I say after about six months because their development is very much based on the weather. So when it starts warming up, they pupate. Unfortunately, In places like where I live, it might warm up for two or three days and then go back to freezing. If they start the pupating process, that could mean bad news for them. Not always, but it could. The adults lay about 50 eggs at a time, and they're usually found in like decaying wood or like um, leaves, dead leaves, that sort of thing. Real quick right here. We're getting to the part of the year where there's a lot of just like dead leaves on the ground because, you know, it's fall. I 
am of the opinion that you do not need to bag all of your dead leaves. Partly because why are you doing that? It, it doesn't matter. Also, the decaying leaves make your soil really great for in the spring when you plant new things. It adds a lot of like nitrogen and phosphorus to your soil and the plants really like that. But also, these dead leaves give a lot of insects a place to lay their eggs, to overwinter. And I just, is it an aesthetic thing? Like you don't want the leaves in your yard? I think it makes it feel very fallish to have all the dead leaves. And also, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's leaves in your yard. So, just leave the dead leaves in your yard. Because these guys will be laying their eggs in them. But then so will other things. And really, what's it hurting? Leave your leaves in your yard. Where was I in my notes? Oh, okay. So the larvae are about to hatch right now, which is exciting. You can tell that they're in an area because they leave dead patches. But then also the adults can do some plant damage too. They like eating fruits and tree leaves and can affect your trees and food supply. They also seem to really love coconut and palm trees more than others. So if you're somewhere that has those, you might notice them more than like me who doesn't have those. They don't do a ton of damage though because they are solitary beetles. They're also nocturnal. Um, so if you're looking for them, good luck. They're out at night and they're pretty small and there will only be one of them on a tree. So kind of hard to find. They can be found in pine forests, like woodland areas, parklands, and dead palm logs and rotten wood. So if you're looking for them, those are good places to start. And they live for about six months. They do have wings, but they're not great flyers because they're pretty heavy for their size. It takes a lot of energy for them to take off. So unless they have to, they're not flying. They are not poisonous and don't really pose any threat to people. They do have mouth parts so they can bite, but it is pretty rare. The ox beetles look mean, but they're really not. They look very intimidating, but they're just little beetles living their little lives. Uh, will it pet? Yes. I said in the beginning, but I would definitely keep them as pets. Now, here's where that gets interesting. They live for about six months, which is a lot of effort to put in for something that's not going to live for a full year, but... Here was my thinking. Because I live somewhere where they're native, I could keep a mating pair and release the majority of beetles when they pupate, you know, keeping another mating pair. And like, have generations of them. Like the, okay, so I'll get two. I'll get a male and a female. And then they'll lay eggs, right? And then they'll die and I'll get rid of them. And then the eggs will hatch and pupate and I'll release all but a couple of those back into the wild because they are native where I'm from. And then those two that I kept will lay eggs and then they'll die and then those new eggs will hatch and I'll just kind of keep a cycle going. Now, don't recommend it if you live somewhere where they're not native. We have talked about invasive species before. Not that they are invasive per se, but if you live somewhere where they have no natural predators, you could 
start a problem. Things like birds, lizards, frogs, um, they all eat them. Bats are actually a really big um, predator of the ox beetle because they're both nocturnal. So if you don't live where they're native, obviously don't release them into the wild. Uh, But they are pretty low in maintenance and they have been known to make really good pets. Just, you know... Not for a super long time. And they do live longer in captivity, but not by, like, a lot. Because it is sort of a... It's not one of those things like, oh, they can live for 10 years, but they usually don't in the wild because they get eaten. It's like their body has a clock. They live for, like, six months. Um, They are pretty easy to raise in a tank, though. Just as long as they have some humidity and places to hide. They're pretty good. They like to eat... Things like bananas, grapes, and pineapples. As always, if you're bringing another living being into your house, it is your responsibility to give it the best quality of life. So do your research before getting any sort of pet or anything, really. Um, Let's see. Oh, we're done. Let's recap. Close this one out. So ox beetles are a type of scarab beetle, similar to Hercules beetle, but they're actually much smaller. But they are in the same family. The major males have three horns, giving their species their common name. The larvae will be hatching soon and starting to eat roots, which is always fun. I like when I do research on a topic for that week and something's happening with them, like right now. It's always really fun to me to be like, oh, they're doing something right now. Very cool. They do minimal damage to plants, and even though they look scary, they really aren't. They're, they pose no threat to you or your family or your pets. They're just little buggies living their little buggy lives. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast. (laughs) 